and welcome to The Dirt in association with the Organic Gardening Catalogue. This is the podcast that wants to weed out the stigma around imperfect plots. I'm Laura, editor of Grow Your Own magazine. And I'm Laura's right-hand man, Blake. And on The Dirt today, we'll be looking at simple solutions to make your life greener and listing some gardening tasks for the week. But right now on the phone, we've got the YouTube sensation and spud lover, Robbie Knox. Hello, Robbie. Hello. Very excited. This is an absolute career highlight for me. Uh, <laughs> very, very keen. To I love be that you got that done. straight in there at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been telling everyone. I mean, hey, guess what I'm doing? We didn't pay <laughs> you to say oh, that. I would just like to say. <laughs> no, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. I'm, 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 I'm very, very excited. Happy to be here. Oh, we're happy to have you. So we'll dive straight in with, if you've listened to the podcast before, you will know that we like to talk to people about things that haven't gone quite so well in the garden. But before that, we'll ease you in gently. Can you tell us about any of your biggest gardening successes? Uh, I don't have loads of success. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a keen, keen amateur. I've only really got into gardening in the last few years a bit. And I just grew some potatoes. And they've, they're probably my biggest success because I've grown quite a lot of them on my on my YouTube channel I, I gave a had a potato giveaway where I gave away <laughs> potatoes yeah. to anyone who wrote in and I ended up spending about 70 pound on potato postage because <laughs> if the potatoes are over a certain size they don't fit through the little slot at the post office oh, and it costs no. about 95 to send one potato <laughs> if, it's small, if it's a small like a sort of new potato type thing did everyone get just like get one each 60. yeah I just sent everyone one potato each cool. with a like certificate of authenticity, uh, <laughs> and and some people sent um, the best. Some people sent what they'd done with them. Some people kept them, but some people sort of made it into like a really small mash with like a cocktail sausage and <laughs> stuff like that. Sent them in, so it was yeah, yeah, it was it was good fun. So um, uh, yeah, potatoes are probably my my greatest success because they're quite easy, aren't they? You just put them in the ground and they go. Yeah, yeah, and you can't have enough either. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it's possible to have too many potatoes really. I was surprised because with all of this sort of stuff, like I knew so little about gardening and still still do like a lot of things. I didn't know where they came from. Like I knew potatoes were in the ground, but things like broccoli. If you told me there was a broccoli tree or the broccoli <laughs> on the ground, I yeah. completely believe you. Yeah. Um, uh, but with potatoes, I was surprised by how many potatoes you get per potato you put in. Yeah, It's not like, like I grew onions the other year and you put in one tiny onion and you and I got back like one big onion. Yeah. It was like a one for one exchange. It didn't seem, it didn't seem worth it. I don't understand, yeah. I don't understand what's going on. Uh, so I wasn't as impressed with onions, but potatoes, you get a lot of potatoes per potato you put in. Yeah. We will say we often seem to end up having the discussion about how we don't trust people that don't like potatoes. Because there's so yeah. many ways you can eat them. Yeah, I think that's that's fair enough. Um, my my, I've got a two year old son and I've tried feeding him sweet potato mash now. And every time... Now, because he didn't like it, he's he's now going. Is it proper potatoes? Is it yellow <laughs> potatoes? I have to clarify that. But yeah, I, th I think there's a they're very versatile, aren't they? Yeah. What what is the best way? Do you think you were a mash or a roasty or? I d I'm very good at roast potatoes. I'm very good at mash. Uh, someone someone told me the best for good mashed potato. A chef told me he said you just you need to put in so much more butter yeah. than you think you do. So you want to put about a third of the amount of potato in butter. If you know yeah. what I mean? So, if, so that's something. So, so yeah, I think I think a very buttery mash is is excellent. But then a roast potato is good as well. Yeah, I don't know those two boiled <laughs> potatoes. I um, can out. So you say you quite recently got into gardening. What was it that made you want to sort of start growing your own veg? 
I was living in London before, and we had quite limited space. And I'd grown, I'd grown tomatoes because everyone sort of tries that, don't they? Mm-hmm. So I'd done that a bit. But then we moved out to the country a bit, so we had a bit more garden. So I, I built a couple of raised beds, um, which is about the limit of my technical skills. <laughs> uh, and, and then I, I, I put earth in them and put potatoes in them and stuff like that, and just went from there. Yeah. Trial and error. That always seems to be the best way. Yeah, I, th- I think so. And um, things that don't look too complicated, anything that says on the packet of seeds, easy or something yeah. like that, I'll, yeah. I'll go. And I like I like growing things. Like, as I said, I did onions. I wasn't very impressed with onions because you can get onions quite easily, can't you, from the shop. And you get yeah. through a lot of onions. I get through a lot of onions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, but things that you can get different varieties that aren't as easy to get, I like. So I've, I've tended to go for odd types of potato or yeah. unusual tomatoes so they're not the same ones that you're getting down down Asda or Lid or wherever. So um will you be doing your potato giveaway again this year? So what I'm what I'm thinking of doing is so so that two years ago we did the potato giveaway. Last year I had a potato competition where people could grow their own potatoes at home and send in photos. And I'm only just getting around to judging that this year now, the potato season's going. But we've got three finalists just sending their potatoes, and I'm going to shortly pick potato of the year. What, what um, are the criteria for you choosing those three as the top three? So um, there, were th- we, there were three people who sent in decent entries, so we went for top three. Um, <laughs> and from, from those, though, people have sent in photos, because I didn't want people just to take a picture of a potato and send it in i yeah. wanted some kind of evidence so people have sent in actual evidence of them growing the potatoes yeah. some kind of um uh, in situ potato photos but also like a paragraph about their potato describing <laughs> its sort of personality and and any sort of history it's got and things like that so so we're gonna, i'm gonna go through that in the next week and, and announce the potato of the year and the winner of potato of the year is going to get naming rights to the garden so whenever it gets mentioned in a um, video it'll be the John Smith Garden or whoever it is that <laughs> see that feels like here. a dangerous game you never know what name they're going to give it oh no it's going to be their name oh. <laughs> <laughs> I checked all three of them have proper names and I didn't when I announced the competition I didn't announce what the prize was yeah. right because um, I hadn't thought of one <laughs> <laughs> and this year I'm toying with the idea of taking it one step further and hiring out my village hall because you can and having like people come down with their potatoes and stuff because you can hire out the hall quite easily i've just got to work out whether or not people are going to be mad or not yeah. <laughs> or whether it's a good idea or not so I'm going i think to that sounds like that. a good idea i think it does doesn't it yeah, but and so that might be the idea we can, they can set up little stalls and we can have a nice little social event and yeah. and you know, we'll await our invites and, oh you'll get it <laughs> <laughs> honorary potato experts <laughs> so potatoes have been a big success for you so have you had any things that have gone less well yeah pretty much everything that is <laughs> um, I, the, the worst one was um broccoli as, as i said i didn't really know where broccoli grew and i started growing broccoli and it was really exciting because it was like coming out the ground and it, it's like it's, and first of all it looks nothing like broccoli and, yeah. I, and yeah. I was sort of looking at it thinking I don't know where the broccoli is going to come from here. I don't know if it's <laughs> just going to blossom out broccoli from the side or if it's going to become a tree and broccoli will go up. <laughs> I'm sort of looking at it every day going, where's the, where's the broccoli coming? Then it all just suddenly just turns into broccoli, doesn't it? Yeah. And everything was good. And I was getting quite excited about broccoli. I think I can nearly do this. And then I went away for like a weekend. Oh, and I, and my, my mum lives with us. Uh, she lives in a little granny annex. And mm. I was thinking, as I said, I just keep just, just water the stuff. I came back. 
and they like caterpillars are just destroyed <laughs> broccoli, and there were millions of them. And I was going to get, I was going to get rid of the caterpillars and throw them away. But I thought, if there's this many caterpillars, imagine how many butterflies yeah. I'll get. <laughs> and I had these visions of this like incredible, like you know, when they have like things that, like um, the Natural History Museum, they yeah. like, butterfly walk through. I thought my garden's going to be like that, but it didn't happen. Oh. oh, and you sacrifice your broccoli for nothing? Yeah, I mean, they, they, I couldn't really have eaten it anyway. They've done most of it. I thought, oh, I'll let them, I'll let them count. <laughs> just in the off chance, of amazing butterflies. But yeah, yeah, uh, that's that's probably my, my biggest error. Lots of things. I like, I, I try growing butternut squash and end up with one tiny butternut squash that like a mouthful. <laughs> oh. so. Was that one of those things where you're cutting the tiny squash into portions so everybody in your family can try a little piece? Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't even enough to do that. That's what has happened in the past. Strawberries, that always happens with strawberries when I do that. I don't know what I do wrong with strawberries, but I'll plant like five strawberry plants. I get about one strawberry per plant. I don't know uh, why I'm so bad at it. That is a high value crop as well, isn't it? Everybody wants the first strawberry. Yeah, and I've got, I, I had one of those terracotta things, you know, the little holes around the side. I don't know what you call it. That's meant for strawberries. Oh, yeah. It's got, it's like a pot with little holes out the side. Yeah. The strawberry plants come out. So I don't know if I'm, if, don't know if that's a bad way to plant strawberries. Have you got any strawberry advice? Well, mine are just in the ground at home and they're sort of taking over because they, send out their little runners which then root so I sort of have a wild strawberry patch which means I kind of have the opposite problem in that my garden is 70% strawberries which is good in strawberry season (laughs) but then for the rest of the year is not so good (laughs) but I just don't have the heart to sort of pull them up and get rid of them (laughs) yeah I've got so much sage that but again I don't want to destroy all the sage even though I could do I, I I don't need that much sage yeah. but I could just hack it to pieces but I think no I'm going to eat all the sage <laughs> so I'm just going hey let's have some butternut squash and sage risotto tonight <laughs> just to get through as much of the sage because again I don't like I don't like killing it I get a bit sad when you plant things and you have to throw away little seedlings like tomatoes sad. a pack of yeah. seed tomatoes you get I'll plant them and I'll get like about a million tomato plants and then I've got room for about five yeah. <laughs> I just leave the others I try to offer them to people no I'll take them I'll just leave them to die in the garden over a few weeks it's really sad yeah I think it does sometimes feel like if with certain certain veg plants you have all the surplus and then you'll be trying to give them away to friends and you think no they're now shutting the curtains when they see me coming <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get into was it, is it succession planting is that what you call it yeah yeah um, yeah, I'm trying to get into that this year and be a bit more sensible because what happens is I'll, I'll have a week where I'll have uh, a thousand runner beans and then no runner beans <laughs> the rest of the year. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm, try- I'm trying to be a bit more sensible and plant things. A bit. My, my son Otto loves planting peas and he'll just go, once his peas come up, he'll just go and pick the peas and eat the peas as he goes <laughs> yeah. on. But he gets two weeks of peas and then that's the end. So we're going to try this year planting some peas then waiting a couple of weeks and planting some more peas and see if that can prolong pea season i think it's good to do that as well because then you get it you, you know you're getting more throughout the season and stuff but it's just difficult at this time of year to to hold off and not just do everything at once i think yeah it gets you get quite giddy don't you with excitement or i do anyway <laughs> yeah. um, and, uh, and 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 do the other thing i've got that's exciting um is a wormery, oh, yeah. got a wormery? no i don't yeah i've always thought about having one though like they they do seem quite cool and I keep reading about them. Yeah, I'd never heard of them, but and then I, f- I saw them online. And the time from having never heard 
of Wormeries, to owning a Wormery, was, I reckon, about two minutes. I was, <laughs> I was sold on the Wormery dream almost immediately. Um, and so this thing turned up. I didn't really know anything about it, um, but I was aware that it turned up with live worms. So you can't, you've got to get on it pretty pretty quickly. I made, yeah. I made yeah. a YouTube video putting it all together. Yeah, people are surprising interested in Wormeries. Um, and... <laughs> So I've made this thing, and now it just sits in the kitchen. And you've got, I think you've got to start quite slowly with it. But now there's loads of worms, and and I'm just chucking all my non-citrusy or oniony scraps in there, and it's Does great. Does it smell having it in the kitchen? No, no, oh, no, not at all. If you if you if you take the lid off and give it a proper sniff, it just smells earthy. It doesn't mm. smell like anything. You, you don't put in meat or um, milk or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all veg. I'm putting in um you can put in cardboard and things like that as well um so but no it's not at all whatever everyone seems to worry about that and i was a bit worried i was thinking if it starts to smell it's going outside mm. yeah uh, it's, it's it's sort of fine just sits in the corner and the kids wanted a pet and i didn't want a, <laughs> a dog so <laughs> a thousand worms <laughs> what do they all have names now then <laughs> i do try and go like there's gary and things like that <laughs> So are your children very interested in the garden? Has have you growing fruit and veg and stuff sort of made them more interested in it? Or? Yeah, I think that was partly one of the reasons I've I've started doing it was to sort of help them understand where food comes from and, and I sort of think they're more likely to eat something if they've grown it than than otherwise. But then they've also at their school they've got a gardening club that's it's the sweetest thing you'll ever see. We know, <laughs> when I go to pick them up, you see them doing it and then they'll they'll grow things and then they'll come out with like one each day they'll come up with a different thing that they've grown generally like like five raspberries each or something oh. <laughs> and they all split around and it's, it's really lovely but yeah they are into my, my my son also in particular with his his peas really loves it um he's five and he's he's been doing it for his third summer of pea growing now he's just picked his seeds ready so yeah he's he's really into it so with um with growing the, I know you said you've only been growing a short time, but in that time, have you got any sort of shortcuts that you've come across or little tips that might not be things that are done sort of by the book, but you've found they work for you? I like to gamble on the on the last frost. I, I, I find it <laughs> thrilling. I like to go there. I like to go. I'm, I'm like, I mean, I'm not this year, but um, uh, last year, I think I was around sort of sort of like late February. Going, I think I'm. I think I think it's it's done now. I'm going for it. So yeah, that's that's my thing. I'm not doing it this year. And I, I started growing potatoes in containers now, little plastic things. And I thought, yeah. worst comes to worst, I can just pick them up and put them in the kitchen yeah. for a bit. And my yeah. wife will shout at me for a bit, but it, at least the potatoes feel all right. <laughs> yeah. So I thought about I thought about um, doing that this year. But I'm about to go. I'm going to America for a week, and I don't trust my family to protect the vegetables if I'm yeah, white. Especially after so, the broccoli gate from it. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once once broccoli destroyed, forever scorned, I think is the saying. <laughs> it is harder than ever now to judge the seasons and stuff though, isn't it? Because we had, I think it was a couple of years ago when we had the snow in April yeah. and now we've had constant mm. rain for about a month. You sort of, you almost can't take much notice of the suggested yeah. sowing dates. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I don't, I've got the advantage that I don't really know what I'm doing. So I don't know what the rules are yeah. in, in some way. In that, in that I'm, I'm, if it's lots of rain, I'm going, is that good or bad? I don't know. I don't really know. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I, I just try and wait till it's a bit dry, partly because I can't be bothered to go out. And when I, I look at the weather forecast around this sort of time of year and go, ah, it looks, looks all right for the next week. I'll go yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, 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 there's no science to it. 
I think that is the other thing though, isn't it? That you sort of want to wait until you actually want to be out in the garden. Yeah. Instead of thinking, oh, it feels like a chore. Yeah, you don't want it to be a chore ever. Yeah, it's only really this year as well that I've sort of worked out that you have to start quite early because I sort of, the first year I just, I don't know why, I think I might have just been passing a garden centre or something and went and bought stuff and, and planted potatoes. And then... The next year, last year, I think I remember left, leaving it quite late. I suddenly thought, oh, it's starting to get a bit warm. Do I need to start planting things? And then you realise it's like April and, it's, oh, and you can't find seed potatoes in the shop and stuff. And you start yeah. to panic and stuff like that. So I'm only now getting to the stage where I sort of go, OK, February, I need to start preparing things and, and getting ready. And then really March, I'm going to have to start sowing things and stuff like that. But then even then, I thought I quite like some raspberry bushes. And I looked online, it said, get them in December. Why December? That's, that seems <laughs> arbitrary. I I've missed it. So, so yeah, you have to really think ahead with some of this stuff, don't you? I think, and you don't realize it until you, until it's too late sometimes. Yeah. And I've got loads of bags of bulbs. I know, I know we're talking about growing things for eating, but I've, yeah. I thought last year I'd try and buy some bulbs for plants. At the front. I just bought them and it was too wet and cold. So I just haven't planted them. So I've got these <laughs> bulbs lying around. Yeah. So before we go, um, have you got any, real key lessons is sort of for the listeners at home i think just just do it and experiment and 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 have fun with it because it's it's the things that i thought i'd enjoy growing um aren't necessarily the things that i've liked i didn't think i'd get particularly excited about potatoes but now i i, I love it um yeah. so i think just, just just do it experiment have fun with it and and yeah it's great <laughs> yeah that is what we like yeah, to hear. That's excellent. It's not, it's not insightful gardening commentary, but I don't know what what you're hoping for. No, me. but I do. I do think sometimes people just hearing "go for it" is actually quite liberating because I think you can often see professional gardeners who their plots look absolutely perfect. You don't see any of the, you know, the mistakes or the things that don't yeah. go so well. So actually, saying to people, it really doesn't matter. Just have fun. Yeah, and it's relaxing as well. And and I get quite a lot of messages um, from my YouTube channel from people who suffer from anxiety or depression or things like that, saying how much they enjoy watching the videos because they find them relaxing, the sort of gardening ones. And mm-hmm. then also I've said, hey, you should give it a go. Why don't you try and plant something? If you've, you don't need a lot of outdoor space, if you've got room for a sack, you can put some potatoes in it or something like that. And you do get people come back saying, oh, it's really nice. I really like doing it. Thank you. And things like that, which is quite rewarding. So I think it is something that's quite good for the for, for, for the mind definitely um so we will look out for your potato based escapades this yep, season thank you. <laughs> and it would be great to hear how that all goes marvelous i'm chitting away as we speak thanks robbie that was really great chatting with you today pleasure. thank you and blake shall we run across and get rose for our team chat Oh, Rose is here with the teas. Hi, Rose. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. Just had a really great chat with Robbie Knox. I've got a story that has sort of made something a little bit good out of this coronavirus. Basically, um, a story in the in the Business Insider about a bakery in Vietnam who turned more than £66,000 of dragon fruit, which is an incredible amount of dragon fruit, which has been unsold because of the coronavirus outbreak into wildly popular pink baked goods in just three weeks. So the baked goods that are on offer are pink dragon fruit baguettes, 
Also, mm. iconic red dragon fruit bread, dragon fruit buns with yam and jewelry and filling, and red dragon fruit cake. So, oh, so a, sweet and savory. Yeah, this. sweet and savory. There <sighs> is so much red dragon fruit on offer. Um, what a good idea. Yeah. And it cuts down on like that all going to waste. So yeah. have you ever had dragon fruit? Yes. Ages ago, though. It, my friend always used to have it in her lunchbox. And I was Ooh. always very jealous. I've so he's just still very fancy lunch and packed Oh lunch. yeah, that along with innocent smoothies and fruits, <laughs> and I always wanted them because they were like I had like the essential penguin bars, which don't knock th- like penguin bars. I love penguin bars, but I always wanted the innocent smoothies. Um, I always like reading the jokes on the penguin bars. Do they still do that? Yeah, they do. Yeah. They're great. I've got some good gardening jokes for you. No, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> my best, um, my best strip joke from the penguin was about what you call. A penguin in the desert. What do you call a penguin in the desert? Uh, oh, I feel like I know this one. Lost. <laughs> I just okay, that. I didn't know it. I thought it was going to go down some sunburn. Oh no, route. it's very, very rubbish. But uh, well, I mean, he is lost. Well, he might not be lost. He might know where he's going in the desert. <laughs> just on a holiday. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, um, I have never had dragon fruit, I was just going to say. Um, in fact, is dragon Fruit, the one with the really, it's really pretty, isn't it? It looks like a radish, but yeah. a fruit version. <laughs> yeah, and it's like dotty. Yeah. Inside. Yes. Like it's like is... pink with white um, black dots, yeah. I think. Very Instagram yeah, friendly. very tasty. I wonder whether you can grow them in the UK. Do you know, Laura? I don't know. They seem too exotic. Yeah. I'm going to look this up. One minute. Just going to Google this. Dragon fruits in the UK. Actually, I'd... on our Grow Your Own forum, um, shout out to the forum. They, the there, is a, there is a thread... Um, where they're talking about growing them, so I guess you can. I'd imagine there'd oh. be quite, there'd need quite um, specific, specific conditions. Yeah. Made definitely a greenhouse. Not the hardiest of plants. <laughs> no. Yeah. So if anybody at home listening has grown dragon fruits ever, yeah, we'd love to hear about. Do get in touch because I want to know how to grow them, whether you've had fruits off them as well, mm-hmm. um, and any tips you can give us. So you can email the dirt at growfruitandveg.co.uk and make them um, into a bun and then send a photo yeah. also <laughs> if we haven't as we haven't tried dragon fruits maybe we should bring one in next episode and yeah. give it a try live on air and um, why do potatoes make good detectives <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> uh, I, don't I don't know, know. because they keep their eyes peeled oh mm, sounds good um, one thing that made me laugh was this article that I read <laughs> and it's kind of fresh off us talking a couple of episodes ago about plastic plants and yeah. our thoughts on those. We got quite opinionated um, about those, but I saw this really funny Metro article, which the headline is woman discovers plants should be watering for two years as plastic. <gasps> no. And I wonder how many people have done two this. Years. Two years is a long time. That's such a long time. And this is funny because at the weekend I went and saw my nan and it was like, oh, those are nice flowers over there, nan. And she said, yeah, funny story. Got them, put them in a nice little jar, started watering them, was watering them for a couple of weeks, thought these are still looking really good <gasps> and fresh, oh, realised no. they were plastic plants. She didn't know. God. So, us, <laughs> so is this like an epidemic? Like, us being like, oh yeah, well, we can tell the difference. They yeah. don't look as good. We're it's wrong. just not right. I'd be yeah. a bit miffed off because I would have thought, oh my God, my powers 
of growing and keeping things alive are just incredible because this yeah. plant I, looks yeah, as I wouldn't good have told as the day anyone. that I bought it. And then suddenly you're like, oh wait, I haven't, <laughs> it's fake. Yeah. <laughs> that would drive me insane. Good. Well, we all stand corrected. Yeah. Have you been growing much in your nan's garden? Oh yeah, so I'm going to be helping her this year because she's got quite a big garden and um, we obviously give away bonus seeds with the magazine a lot. So I have quite a lot of vegetable seeds that are not that much space to grow. As I've mentioned before, I have quite a small garden. So I'm really excited to have a bigger space to grow in. And um, obviously I mentioned that I was going to get those loofah seeds and give mm-hmm. those a go and try and grow some plastic-free sponges. So I got those, they came, they've arrived and I've got them in which is really really exciting and I also whilst I was there got in some um, aubergines and tomatoes uh, and some peppers all the early things that need to go in and now I'm just waiting for them to germinate so it's really cool get quite impatient really want it to hurry up update us on the leafer yeah I will do we're all invested I'm so excited I really hope it goes well I'm sure they will although they do sound quite difficult to grow but you may as well give it a go and then see what happens yeah so never know what have you got for us this week Laura Well, there was a really interesting article on The Guardian, 50 Simple Ways to Make Your Life Greener. Oh, yeah, I saw this. I must admit, I haven't read it yet because I thought this looks like a mammoth piece to read. So I've saved it. It's lodged for later, but you can... But the good news for gardeners is there's quite a few gardening points in there. We have Pick Your Own, which is about foraging. Mm Mm-hmm. Compost on the go, which I think is a really interesting idea when you think about Compost on the go. how you eat at work. It's basically saying reducing your food waste by having a reusable coffee cup on your desk, for example. Put your apple cores and stuff oh. in there, take them home and compost them. For a minute, cool. I thought you meant taking around a mini compost. <laughs> as like a rucksack. <laughs> it might be a We'd get such a many. reputation, wouldn't we? We're, oh, here come the Grow Your Own team with their, <laughs> their backpacks. Um, Blake, and there's one in here that you are already doing and then some. Mm-hmm. Create clean air via your houseplants. Yes. Um, we also have... I base this on nothing, but I do think that they really help. I have no evidence to support the fact that this is happening, but I do feel like my house is cleaner. The air is cleaner because of that. Do they make yeah. you happier? They do, actually. Apart from some of them are quite difficult to keep yeah, alive. Yeah, stressful as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we also have buy local flowers or grow your own. Mm. We have encourage bees, spend less, propagate more, which I think is an interesting one. Letting grass grow. So yeah, there's lots of things from this article that we're probably already doing mm-hmm. without even realising it. awesome. We are. There is that. Is there anything in there that you want to do that you're going to change and do? Well, I think probably the composting thing yeah. because I know all of our rubbish here at work gets recycled. But I think if, if we can take our cores and peels home, mm. put them in the compost. And also I'd quite like to try propagating more this year. I think that would be that would Yeah, be I really need to do this as well. How about you guys? Is there anything green this year? Your green aims? I need to be a bit better at not buying things like drinks on the go, like single-use soft drinks and things like that. Also, I need to get... I don't drink that much coffee. Like I don't go to a lot of coffee shops and order a coffee, but on the one on the occasions I do, I'm like, why don't I have a reusable coffee cup? Yeah. So I'm going to get one and I'm going to 
because I have obviously a reusable wood like says here. He's just hit up his chilies bottle. Other brands are available. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say is that I've had this flask, this um, coffee flask, sitting at home, just never using it. And then I was like, why am I never taking this out yeah. with me? Why did I bother getting it? So I have started. That's been my thing recently is that I do carry this around with me and. For me, I always worry that it's going to leak in my bag, but it's really good. And it Does doesn't... it also just mean that you have an extra coffee at the beginning of the day, though? <laughs> I have noticed that I am drinking a lot of coffee at the moment, and I think it is because I have this portable coffee flask with me at all that times. That may or may not be reflected in recent team chats. <laughs> but also, if you have one of them reusable cups, I think yeah. a lot of cafes actually give you money off. That's true. Yeah. So you can Which is save a really money. cool initiative. Yeah. I love that. It is, you can yeah. save money if you get one. Like, I think keep cups and things like that are really good for that sort of thing yeah. yeah i on the way to the garden press event the other week i went past one of the big coffee chains and they had a use a recyclable mug save 25p that adds up it does especially when you drink as much coffee as what i do <laughs> speaking of coffees <laughs> should we grab another one and head back to our desk yeah, and we good. will throw across to chris collins from the organic gardening catalog for his organic tip of the week If you want a good, cheap way to have lots and lots of colour on your allotment or on your balcony or in your garden, you can't beat hardy annuals. These are annual plants you can sow straight into the ground at this time of year in drills. You can put pollinator mixes in for bees and butterflies. You can have delphiniums, centurias, godetias, sweet peas. They really are cheap and effective ways to get loads of colour through the garden. That's my tip of the week. And now over to Jobs on the Plot. In the current climate, the garden can offer a fantastic chance to escape, de-stress and boost mental health and well-being. And with the clock springing forward next week, it won't be long before the evenings are getting lighter and we can all spend even more time pottering around getting garden jobs completed. Keep preparing your seed beds ready for planting. Warm the soil by using cloches or sheeting, then remove all weeds, rake and sift the ground. This work should produce the fine, crumbly soil that seeds love to germinate in. Attention all spud lovers like today's guest, Robbie. It's time to plant any early varieties of chitter potatoes now. Though if you're in a colder part of the country, especially with heavy soil, you may want to wait until right near the end of the month to do this. For growers using containers or potato bags, place in a bright, frost-free location. If you're yet to do so, make runner bean and celery trenches before long. Because these crops need rich, fertile soil, it's a good idea to dig troughs around 50cm wide and 30cm deep and fill them with compost. Once your plants are ready to be moved into situ, the organic matter should have all rotted down. Give perennial herbs a good tidy up. Rosemary and sage can often do with a trim now and you can divide and replant clumps of chives and mint too. Start planting out young hardy herbs that you've recently bought like rosemary, mint and thyme. And at the end of the month, you should be able to sow chive, fennel and parsley outside, but do cover up at night if there's any risk of frost. If you're looking to give something new a whirl in the fruit garden, why not try cranberry bushes? These like acidic, moist soil and do well in containers and even hanging baskets. Place several layers of stones in the bottom of your pot and cope with a thick covering of acidic, hummus-rich soil. And until next time, from all of us at Grow Your Own Magazine, happy growing!
Thanks again for listening to The Dirt in association with the Organic Gardening Catalogue. Whether you're an accomplished organic grower or just interested in learning about growing in a more natural way, the Organic Gardening Catalogue is for you. They're the one-stop shop for all things garden-related. They've got a fantastic selection of seeds, plants, tools and more. Be inspired by growing organic, whether it be in a garden, an allotment or even on a city balcony. Visit organiccatalogue.com for more. And don't forget to subscribe to The Dirt for free to make sure you never miss an episode. We'd love it if you rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to tell your allotment neighbours. We have some really exciting guests coming up and one of them could be you. Do you or someone you know have some great gardening advice, dirty gardening secrets or funny disasters on the plot? Email thedirt at growfruitsandveg.co.uk to let us know. Plus, as a special treat for a monthly dose of trusted garden advice from the whole Grow Your Own team, we've got an exclusive offer just for the Dirt listeners. Head to growfruitandveg.co.uk forward slash pod G, that's P-O-D-G, or call 0800 904 7000 and quote pod G to get three issues of Grow Your Own magazine for just £6 and every issue comes with a selection of free seeds. Check the episode notes for details and terms.